The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 Truck Stop at Exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 Kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the Super Truck Showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there, don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. Sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. I'm Gary McNamara. He's Eric Harley. Good morning. Here we are. Almost December in a couple of days. <laughs> I don't know why, but it seems like we're way into December already, and we're not out of November yet. It's been the opposite all year for me. Mm. Normally, I feel like when it was November, I was like, feels like it's still July or August. Yeah, It's going too quickly, and all of a sudden yeah. it slowed down for me the last couple of weeks, and for some reason, maybe it's all the Christmas lights out there and everything else. It's just like, it just yeah, seems we had like an, we're closer to Christmas. An early Thanksgiving. We have yeah, five true. Thursdays yeah. in this November. Ah. So this coming Thursday will be the fifth. Okay. Uh, all right, so we had talked about this yesterday, how it seems as if the, and, and I don't know, I, I don't know what ignites uh, the liberal media. I just don't. At, yeah. at times, what makes them say, okay, we need to focus on this now. We talked mm-hmm. about how there's been a number of stories uh, about where the population centers are going to be in the next few decades mm-hmm. and even up to 75 years from now. And there's been a ton of stories. Uh, well, it started in COVID and continued to now about how many people are moving to the south and how many people specifically are moving to Texas and Florida. Right. And it seems as if the liberal media has had enough because you and I brought up a couple of stories. There was a story we brought you yesterday. What was it? Uh, I forgot who wrote it. It wasn't the Washington Post, was it? No, it wasn't. Oh, I forgot who wrote it. But it was about there are people that moved to Texas that aren't happy. And the first two people were anonymous. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, God. on. And then in the story, it says, if you don't like Texas, let us know. So we can use it for a story. And we're like, oh, come on. Of course, nobody is saying that there aren't people that aren't moving from Texas. It's always fluid, the population shift in this country. It's not, well, you guys had one person that moved from Texas, and therefore not everybody is moving to Texas. Well, that isn't the argument. You're making an argument that nobody is making. Right. Uh, That's a straw person argument. Uh, but 
This one in the hill.com. You ready for this? Some Californians leaving for Texas could be replaced by Texans leaving for California. It could happen. Some. And it talks about how, was it uh, 42,000 Texans moved to California mm-hmm. in 2023, but over 100,000 Californians moved to Texas. And that's how you get that shift. That's why, you know, you see it's twice as many, you know, moved. Right. And that's what, yeah. that's what increases it, you know, at, at that you know particular point. That's how you judge it. Mm-hmm. Nobody is saying that nobody doesn't move. Mm-hmm. They said, I told you somebody I know that moved to California, got a great job, and uh, figured out with the taxes and everything else to uh, to do it. But in it, they start talking about, well, the problem with Texas is pay is lower, and they give the average pay, which is no indication because what is the average pay of the people that are moving to California? And what is it in comparison to the, the cost, of, cost living. of living right? In either location? And so they, they don't do that at all. They just make the case that, well, Texas pays less. And as we know, you and I talked about it when uh, they decided to change how they figure out the poverty level, which mm-hmm. we had always stated was they had the wrong formula to figure out the poverty level. They were figuring out the poverty level by how much you make. Mm-hmm. Well, how you figure out the poverty level is it's not how much you make. It's how much you make compared to what are the things that you absolutely have to buy and what money do you have left over after that? Right. And after they changed the way they looked at the poverty level, California went to number one, mm-hmm. which we expected it would be because it's not just about what you make. It's what things cost, which is an honest evaluation of the cost of living. Right. And so, yeah, they don't do that here either. But I just it's almost as if there's an anger out there. Well, well we got to we got to change the narrative that people are moving to the south. Well, they are. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed. Brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. Bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. If you like it or not, people are moving to Florida and Texas. That's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Now, instead of trying to pretend it's not happening and coming up with <laughs> straw person arguments, mm-hmm. well, there are some people that are moving from Texas to California. That was never the point. Of course there are. 
There are people from Texas that are moving to New York. There are people from Texas that are moving to Illinois, Wyoming, Montana. When Romney leaves, Utah. Bill Engvall just moved to Utah from California. Did he really? Mm -hmm. He said the number one reason, taxes. Oh, yeah. He loved California, but the taxes are crazy. But I just, I've noticed this, like, this anger. We've got to change the narrative somehow. And so not everybody is moving to Texas. Well, mm-hmm. There are people from Texas moving elsewhere. Well, of course there is. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the overall, at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, what is, at the end of the day, the end of the year, who has seen a population increase and who has seen a population decrease? And what is that viewed uh, as over the next, what do you project out over the next couple of decades? And why are many more people from California moving to Texas than Texas to California? It comes down to the cost of living. It comes yeah. down to the taxes. It comes down to the cost of doing business for the countless businesses that have left California. Well, in the article yesterday, they they did all, this was all economics they were looking at here, mm-hmm. even though they didn't complete the equation in this uh, Hill.com article, which right. they did not. But the one yesterday was just downright stupid. Look at down there, and I didn't like the heat, so I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a lifelong Texan. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, all right. The intense heat. I like that one. Yeah. The intense right. heat. Well, if you've lived in Texas all your life, you already were dealing with it. Now, you know, this is the thing, too, about what the liberal media is up against. They're trying to portray a picture in the minds of people that already know the truth. When you're outside of the when you're no longer in the abstract at all. You're outside of that discussion of what would happen if more people moved from California to Texas. That's not the discussion. It's already happening. It's already a reality. And what the activists in these media groups don't see is the fact that you can't change, you can't reshape reality as much as you may want to. You can't reshape inflation, the facts. You know, we were talking earlier about that uh, TikTok video. Uh, $16 for our, and it's almost a year old. 16 bucks for a, a McDonald's meal. Well, at the end of the CNN analysis of that, they were saying, but the fact that he bought it and he paid for it, he still paid for it and McDonald's does put their prices on the menu and blah, blah, blah. They tried to, you know, liberal media their their way out of this. And the fact that people see inflation and say it's bad, but their behavior shows they're still spending money. (laughs) That's their argument? Yeah, that's that's basically their argument at the end of it. That's a pretty poor argument. (laughs) While the premise is right uh, of uh, the premise of the article and the Mm -hmm. basis of the article the brunt of the article, the headline of the article is right, that a $16 burger meal 
is a problem for Democrats, you know, they have to, of course, go back and go, but see, this is what it shows and blah, 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 blah. But it did point to at the end, they they pointed to and said, that may be because people don't fear being unemployed right now. They're willing to spend money oh, yeah. and go yeah. into debt because yeah. they know in, in low unemployment, they're going to be able to find a job if they need a job. Yeah, we stated that already. Yeah. So you look at these all of these different, you know, dynamics of, of, of the reality of it all. You know, you can't go in and wishful think your way through it in an abstract sense if you're an activist in the liberal media newsroom anymore. Because what you're trying to do is put the toothpaste back in the tube. You're trying to take it and use a method that was used years ago when people were still debating in the abstract. The reality of it is where we are now. The reality is that people can't afford to stay in California, many of them. They've got to go somewhere else. They've got to raise, they want to raise a family where they can, where the cost of living isn't going to put them into great debt. Uh, they want to be able to earn more. They want to have more freedoms. Well, I, I would assume if you look at it, the mindset of most Americans, and we stated that already, when we looked at credit card debt, we said, well, probably more people are willing to take credit card debt. We stated this, obviously, because it's, you know, how how people respond to economics. If I feel like I'm secure in my job, yeah. and even if not, I can get a job like this, right. well, then I'm more willing to put myself maybe in more unhealthy debt. The debt still mm-hmm. may be not the thing to do, right. but you're more willing to do it. Right. But the fact is, as we've seen, so yeah, you're more secure in your job because of the labor market. Mm-hmm. There just aren't the people out there to fill all the jobs. So your chance of getting a job is better and you may feel more security. But the fact is the prices are still hitting you and you still have to pay your rent. You still mm-hmm. have to buy food. You still occasionally, if you're out or doing something, you're going to want to eat out somewhere. The recognition of the fact that it's eating into, number one, your savings, that you may have to get another job, and at the same time, you are acquiring more debt, is not a positive in people's minds, which is why it's a negative for Democrats right now as CNN, probably if they would have been more intellectually honest and Instead of trying to come up with, I think, dumb excuses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he bought it anyway. Well, of course, people buy it. Doesn't mean they don't recognize that it's a problem and that they don't want it changed. Well, here's the thing. Um, Did it change the behavior of the man in the video? And I just use him as an example. Even if he had never made the video, he's already in line. It's like, oh, my gosh. Did it change it right then? No. Did it change it after that? Because there's the impact. All right. Uh, well, I'm at the drive-thru, and I've got to have lunch. I'm starving. And, yeah, I'll pay the extra money today, but I don't think I'm going to make this a habit anymore. There's where you start to see the change. Because at some point, the debt adds up if they're if they're spending everything in savings, which, you know, all data shows to that right now points to that and credit card debt on the individual level is at an all-time high well if that's the case that can only sustain for so long well he might have bought the sandwich but inflation may make it where 
he's delaying buying a car. Mm-hmm. You don't have the evidence of what he isn't buying because there isn't no evidence of what you don't do. And those regular behaviors that would have been in the past of eating a cheap meal for lunch are gone. Okay, I got to find something else because I can't afford this every day. And that's the impact. Actually, the fact that he did buy it, I would say, has a greater potential for having a negative impact in terms of going back and and repeating that behavior. You know, when Mm -hmm. you say, when you know, well, the data shows, well, the data shows a lot of things, but at some point those habits start to change. At some point, there is no more room on your credit card. At some point, you have to cut back. You have to draw a line and say, all right, it's over. And that's why I think a lot of the economists have said now, a handful of them anyway, have said, yeah, sometime mid-2024, there's a good chance of a recession. Don't know if that's going to happen. But it would make sense on the heels of depleting your savings account and running up credit card usage to a historic high collectively. We also don't know what kind of a deal the Republicans are going to get when it comes to any type of cutting. And if they don't get the cut, remember, spending is still much greater than it was pre-COVID. And nobody's talking about the borrowing uh, that that's going to cause. And the, as we also know, the, the interest on the debt that's eating into the budget now a trillion dollars a year mm-hmm. all those factors are going to cause more inflation right so again we don't know because nobody's discussing well what are they actually going to borrow next year what are they going to do how can republicans actually do anything to stop any spending i don't know if they can i don't think they i don't think they can they don't have the numbers to do it right now and there doesn't seem to be any interest uh from the democrats in moderating spending at all none mm-hmm. no and I don't see that turning around in 24. 86690 Red Eye. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howes Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. The significance of increasing U.S. dairy exports into Canada in the context of the recent U.S.-Mexico-Canada Agreement Dispute Settlement Panel ruling on our nation's second challenge to Canadian dairy policy. Michael Torrey of Edge Dairy Cooperative explains from the point of view of upper Midwest dairy producers. Dairy exports are a huge part of what we deal with every day. In the last 10 years, exports in the dairy world have increased 85%, 25% year-over-year in terms of dairy exports and value. The farmers in the upper Midwest. There's a lot of cheese processors. And so it's important that we continue to have free and fair trade and stability that our farmers can count on so they can continue to grow. The USMCA panel ruled two to one in favor of Canada in the dispute. Both U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai and Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack via press release expressed disappointment in the ruling and noted the U.S. will continue to address the issue with Canada. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Loops. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE.
It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and uh, I'm Gary McNamara. Coming up on the bottom of the hour, Big Sandwich. You've heard of Big Oil. We've talked about Big Wind. And now Elizabeth Warren taking on Big Sandwich. And it's a great thing about, you know, it's a great discussion on what is a monopoly. And this one actually gets to be quite humorous, the analysis of it. Because what she's saying, there's a big investment group that's buying Subway. And they own a ton of other restaurants. Right. And they say this investment group actually stays a lot longer as an owner of restaurants than most people do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, they, let me see, they... Uh, uh, they want to develop thousands of new stores yeah. around the world. Right. But they, they own Dunkin' Donuts, mm-hmm. which uh, also, uh, let me see... Um, um, you see, they also, uh, uh, Rourke also backs Focus Brands Group, which owns Andy Ann's, Carville, Cinnabon, Jamba, mm-hmm. McAllister's, Deli, Moe's Southwest Grill, and uh, more. They're known for holding investments for a longer period than some other private equity firms in uh, in restaurants. And what Elizabeth Warren is saying is uh, that even though you do have, uh, what is it? I forgot, what is it? Uh, uh, the other subplace there's jimmy john's jimmy john's yes and you know a, a few others yeah and yeah. It, it's like but they're gonna be Firehouse able to subs that yeah. they're gonna yeah they're gonna dominate that they'll have a monopoly on subs and sandwiches and that was just blown out of the water saying well you may be able to make that case for other things but people can make their own sandwich yeah yeah, and you're going to have to take that in consideration when you're talking to Monopoly and a few other things also coming up. Threat to democracy if you don't download our app, Red Eye Radio. And he is Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. <laughs> I'm just sitting here laughing because I, I remember talking about the whole Microsoft monopoly way back in the late 90s. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, that's the one thing that I still don't understand how they figure out. Because there's so many different scenarios for so many different types of businesses out there. How do you actually figure out whether it is or not? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> for example, uh, there's a, a pretty specific definition of a murder. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm just talking about crimes yeah. or stealing or whatever, uh-huh. uh, embezzlement, bribery. Well, I mean, maybe not for certain families, uh, but uh, <laughs> it was a loan. <laughs> but when it comes to but when it comes to uh, monopolies. It's a one thing I still don't understand how the courts sit down and figure it out. I that has befuddled me for years. But in this case, and it's uh, editorial in the Wall Street Journal, Elizabeth Warren takes on Big Sandwich, not Big Oil, not Big Wind. No, as we've talked about, we've been uh, very specific. If, if you heard, let's put it this way. About a month ago, if you heard our discussion on Big Wind, I guarantee you didn't forget it. 
But Elizabeth Warren wants to break up Big Sandwich, reads the headline at the Washington Examiner op-ed from Tom uh, Joyce. Since consumers tend to love a big sandwich, a little explanation is in order. Not that it will make Ms. Warren's latest campaign any more appetizing. It seems we are asked to believe that the sale of America's eighth biggest fast food chain will destroy the delicate balance of power at the lunch table. (laughs) The trigger began in August. The Wall Street Journal covered it. And this is where Subway agreed to be required by, I guess it's Rourke Capital, Mm -hmm. in a deal that the sandwich chain's chief executive said will help uh, spread tens of thousands of new locations around the world. For the investment uh, uh, capital group, the deal solidifies the firm as one of the largest private equity investors in U.S. restaurant chains. In 2020, Rourke Back Restaurants uh, company Inspire Brands bought Dunkin' Donuts for $8.8 billion. Inspire also owns Arby's, Buffalo Wild Wings, Sonic Drive-In, and Jimmy John's. It's one of the largest U.S. restaurant groups with more than 32,000 locations. Rourke also backs Focus Brands Group. So they provide the capital for another company, mm. uh, which owns Auntie, Auntie Anne's, Carville, Cinnabon, Jamba, McAllister's Deli, Mo Southwest Grill, and more. Rourke is known for holding investments for a longer period than some other private equity firms and restaurants. Let's not forget that Big Sandwich still has to compete with Big Burger, Big Chicken, Big Pizza, and a ton of small enterprises. But Senator Warren writes on X, We don't need another private equity deal that could lead to higher food prices for consumers. The FTC is right to investigate whether the purchase of Subway by the same firm that owns Jimmy John's and McAllister Deli creates a sandwich shop monopoly. The senator is cheering on some equally misguided Biden administration regulars. Uh, as written in Politico, amid its high-profile assaults on Amazon and Microsoft, the FTC isn't too busy to worry about people's lunch. The Federal Trade Commission is investigating if the $10 billion purchase of Subway creates a sandwich shop monopoly. The government is focused in part on whether the addition of Subway gives Rourke too much control of a lucrative segment of the fast food industry, the people say. The Washington Examiner and Mr. Joyce, who wrote an op-ed piece on it, uh, helpfully notes, a monopoly exists when one company has total control of a commodity or service. Creating a sandwich shop monopoly is nearly impossible in a country with over 330 million people, independent sandwich shops, grocery stores, restaurants, food trucks, and sandwich chains not owned by Rourke Capital that exist throughout the country, including Massachusetts. Also, most people, including children, know how to make a sandwich. You can't control the market if people can make the product themselves very easily. Well, because then we get back to defining what a monopoly is in this case, and that would be, do they control nine out of the 
10 options that a person has for lunch for eating a sandwich. And the answer is not even close. And so they write here, many people even pack homemade sandwiches for lunch when they go to work in school. That said, if someone wanted to start a sandwich shop, he or she could succeed by offering different or better options in shops such as Subway. Mm -hmm. Many people believe that he or she already has, as the Wall Street Journal pointed out, Subway last year did nearly four times the U.S. sales of its closest competitor, Jersey Mike Subs, though that chain is growing faster than Subway and averaging higher sales per location. The FTC and the senator will no, law, uh, no doubt face a great deal of skepticism around the idea that Subway's new owner can prevent competitor Jersey Mike's from continuing to serve consumers. But Mr. Joyce has raised a critical point. How can any company exert monopoly control over a product that consumers can easily make on their own? Which is a great point. Well, I mean, you could you could go in and say, I mean, uh, if you're going to try and create the victim here, well, then this private equity firm here is a victim of Oscar Mayer because they have shelf space on how many locations in grocery stores? A lot. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's every mm-hmm. grocery store. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Baird's bread. Oscar Myers in cahoots with Mrs. Baird's bread and French's mustard. We all know it. Big mustard's been a problem for a long time. And and they try and play it coy, you know, with their, oh, it's only a dollar twenty nine for a jar of mustard. But are you talking sandwich monopoly or sandwich collusion? Both. Because both are a problem in America right now, and we all know it. Don't get me start, started on soup. Campbell's. No, these Campbell's people, elitists. Well, the funny thing is, I was in the store the other day. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, I need to buy some deodorant and a perspirant deodorant. So I went to the shelf. Who was I thinking of? Bernie Sanders. Yes. You know why? What in the world is all this choice? They don't like... Now, they don't like Monopoly, and they don't like too many choices. I Think about say, this. Bernie Sanders, who doesn't like Monopoly because he's yeah. like Elizabeth Warren, right. is the same one that complained that the problem with capitalism is there's too many choices, too many choices. of deodorants. Right. And that he, as president, would I- ensure that we didn't have as many choices. Right. Now, well, that's government interference in the marketplace, and you're worried about a Monopoly? I... Uh, I as I grow older on the deodorant thing and am slowly edging more toward Bernie only because I can't find my brand. There's so many choices. Where's it? <laughs> it where took, they, hey, where, did you guys move it? It took me a few minutes to figure out what I wanted to get. It, exactly. it was just deodorant. Bernie was right. Too many choices yeah. makes it so I have to think right. and search. How dare they do that? And so that? the government needs to come in and 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 regulate this and make sure that I have fewer choices in deodorant. Okay, so look at what you have under the Rourke Capital, you know, monopoly. 
Jimmy John's, right? Arby's, and they got the meats. McAllister's Deli and Schlotzky's. Mm -hmm. If you know anything about just those brands, and then throw in Subway for the sake of the conversation, you know that their products are vastly different. A Jimmy John sandwich is not Subway and vice versa. Arby's is not a burger. It's not McDonald's. It's not McAllister's Deli. McAllister's Deli isn't Subway. So what does it show you? Well, they have a diverse portfolio of restaurants. So where do you want to draw this line? I mean, I know for Elizabeth Warren, you know, I mean, she's going to scream Monopoly all day long, but the aforementioned Disney, they own all of it. They own Kermit the Frog and Yoda. <laughs> nobody gets to, well, nobody gets to, no, no. Two green creatures <laughs> under one ownership? No, that's not America. And they own all the Disney worlds. All the Disney, all the Disney worlds. You're telling me Disney owns all of the Disney parks. You know, the thing that that comes to my mind is you and I talked about this. And this is when Obama was was uh, was president. Remember the polls showing what Americans cared about? Yeah. And all the Obama administration was doing, because you and I monitored this for the longest time. Mm-hmm. It would come in, if you've been a long-time listener to the show, we'd sit there and every day was climate change and racism are the worst problems that we have. Right. And they would talk about it. And then you'd go to the polling of Americans and climate change and racism would be on the bottom of the list. Yeah, right. And it was yeah. like you and I said that we came to the conclusion that Democrats figure, let's let's talk about something that Americans don't care about, but gives the impression that we care, that we right. can virtue signal, right. Right. and we won't do any damage, and we won't do any benefit by the things that we loudly promote because Americans' concerns are elsewhere. But it'll just be that, oh, they're concerned about something else, but they're still concerned. Right. They're, and they're concerned about things like saving the planet, whatever, and, uh, hmm. and, and racism, even though I don't believe that's a big problem as most Americans did not. Uh, and I thought the same thing here with everything going on, Elizabeth Warren. We need we need to kill Big Sandwich. Mm-hmm. I just find that completely and totally humorous. It well, really is. It is laughable because even at its even at the base of it, you know, it it implies what? What she's really getting to is nobody should be making this kind of money. No firm, no private equity firm. You know, she's the same person that basically is saying, look, we shouldn't have billionaires. That's who Elizabeth Warren is. This company is too successful is what she's saying. They shouldn't be making all of your hard-earned money. Well, what would you do? Break it up? Well, if it were Elizabeth Warren, they'd break it up down to individual shop owners. <laughs> and that's what she would do. That's where she would stop. Unless that one individual shop owner then started to have too much money then we're going to get involved in that too it'd be like a hallmark movie yeah exactly. you, don't, you don't really see any fast food franchises right. in those little towns it's no. all mom and pop it's, shops, and it's all homemade bread yeah. remember though the mom and pop shop screwed over kramer mm-hmm. yeah 
course. But I mean, this is the, you know, the false notion oh, that and 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 this idea that no company should make too much money. No, uh, no person should have too much money. Well, hold on a second. And and by the way, liberals think that the Senate shouldn't exist. <laughs> hey, there's only two people in her state that have that much power. Right. I mean. We should break it up. <laughs> I mean, it's absurd. And that's where she's going with this. It's all about making too much money. 86690 Red Eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. Then again, maybe Elizabeth Warren will compromise and say that if they only have a small burger or sandwich with just a little bit of meat in it, a smaller sandwich with, you know, for climate change, a very small soda because of the sugar content going back to the old New York City law, Mm -hmm. and definitely a small fry where... Costs can be kept under control at that point. Yeah. So the mono- so they can continue their monopoly as uh, long as they sell not a foot long, but just a six-inch Or they, they pay a special tax as an investment group. Since you own so many, you'll pay a greater tax, a monopoly tax. We'll let you get along or, or get by with it, and and you can get away with owning it. But you're going to have to pay us. The only rule that Subway should follow is don't bring Jared back. Yeah. Yeah. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together... It's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.